to me, okay, to me. Ultimately, martial art means honestly expressing yourself. Now, it is very difficult to do. I mean, it is, it is easy for me to put on a show and be cocky yeah. and be flooded with a cocky feeling and then yeah. feel like pretty cool and all that. Or I can make all kinds of phony things, you see what I mean? Blinded by it. Or I can show you some really fancy movement. But to express oneself honestly, not lying to oneself, and to express myself honestly, now that, my friend, is very hard to do and you have to train you have to keep your reflexes so that when you want it it's there the expression of the human body I mean the f everything I mean you know not just the hand and when you're talking about combat well I mean if, if, it, if it is a sport now now you're talking about something else you have regulations you have rules but when you're talking about fighting as it is oh. with no rules real fighting. well then baby you better train every part of your body I'm not surprised, mother... I'm not impressed by your performance. What's up? Where you at, George? I like Big Dumb McCartney pulling me about, folks. That's how I like to roll. You feel me? Nobody gonna take this bed. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm proud for fighting with you. For you. Don't bring the dog out of me. I'm the man of the hour, Joe. Too sweet to be sour. What you see is what you get, and what you don't is better yet. I fight for the fans. I wanted to keep fighting as long as it took, and I wanted to win this title. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. I did it. I don't have much left to say other than you have seen nothing yet. <laughs> Running water never grows stale, so you gotta just keep on flowing. What is up, Penn Nation? Welcome back to yet another edition of BJPenn.com Radio. We are the fighter's voice, the voice of the fans. And as always, guys, I'm your host, Kinch. Pleasure to be here with you fine folks each and every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. We've got another streamlined episode for you guys this evening. One awesome guest, short but sweet. Unfortunately, had another one fell through, but such is life when you're doing it live. Lots of news to get into as well. But before we do any of that, as I tell you guys each and every week, bjpen.com forward slash MMA news is your premier source for all the latest and greatest in the sports you, sport you love of mixed martial arts. All the hot topics, all the viral videos, exclusive interviews. If it's newsworthy, we've got it. We've got you covered. BJPenn.com is the largest independently owned and operated MMA news site out there today. We appreciate all the support, as I say, each and every week. Keep it up, guys. We love you for it. BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news. Go there now. Get up to date on everything that matters in the sport of mixed martial arts. 
So before I get into some news and, and give you the description of tonight's guest, we're coming off of a holiday weekend. Most people had Monday off. Memorial Day. I just wanted to take a minute to uh, say thank you for your service to all the veterans out there and all the guys that are guys and gals that are currently serving in the armed forces. Whether or not you agree or disagree with any of the conflicts that, that go on in the world that we're involved with as the United States, everybody involved, past veterans, veterans that have since passed, passed away, guys that you know lost their lives in any conflict throughout the history of this great nation, and everybody involved in, in something today, they deserve your respect and support, and we should all do a great job of taking care of these guys. So happy Memorial Day. I know it just passed, but to all the veterans out there, to everybody serving currently, thank you very much. This country would not be what it is without your hard work and dedication. So that being said, tonight we have a veteran of mixed martial arts, knockout artist, number three ranked in the light heavyweight division, all around cool guy. He's been on the show many a time before. The poster boy, Jimmy Manoa. He's coming off the knockout of Corey Anderson, a knockout in which Dan Hardy said this week was the scariest thing he'd ever witnessed. And he had a you know best seat in the house being cage side, commentating that fight. Jimmy's been campaigning for a title fight, whether it be with John Jones or Daniel Cormier. We have yet to see who comes out on top in that fight coming up at UFC 214. But it's just been announced as of today that Jimmy will be taking on Volkan Ozdemir at UFC 214 in Anaheim. Judging by the rest of the card, likely going to be co-main event. Jimmy had mentioned something about a, a women's title fight being on that card, but Looking at all of the booked fights, I'm, I didn't see one, so I could be mistaken. But it would only make sense to me if Jimmy and Volkan are the co-main event for the evening. Last time we had Jimmy on the show, he had talked about the UFC wanting him on the card as a potential replacement, last-minute replacement, should DC or John Jones need to pull out via injury or whatever kind of craziness could possibly happen in the lead up to this big fight. One of the big winners over the weekend, which we'll get into in a moment, Volkan Ozdemir, following his win, requested Jimmy Manoa, number five ranked in the light heavyweight division, and he got his wish. He'll be taking on Jimmy Manoa. Had a great conversation with Jimmy, previewed the fight, broke it down, talked a bit about the beef with Daniel Cormier that just does not seem to fade away between DC and Jimmy himself. And of course, we recapped the incredible performance by his teammate, 
and close friend Alexander Gustafsson as he was able to finish uh, Glover Teixeira in the fifth round. Really impressive stuff. So that's our guest for the night. I know you guys will enjoy the conversation we had. As I mentioned, Jimmy's a really cool guy. And I would really hate to be hit by him. So, let's get into some news. As I said there, great fights on Sunday in Stockholm, Sweden. Had a few brutal knockouts, a couple by flying knee. But the two athletes that, that stole the show for me, first being Volkan, as we mentioned, dropping Misha Serkinov in just 28 seconds. Misha came out guns blazing, rushed right across the octagon of Volkan. Volkan only needed one counter right hand uh, during that flurry to drop Serkinov and, and capture the win. Very impressive stuff from Volkan. And as we said, he's got his wish. A really big fight. One that would, you would only assume would be a title eliminator. Of course, with Jimmy Manoa. As I said there, the mauler, Alexander Gustafsson, gets it done in front of the hometown crowd against Glover Teixeira. Amazing hand speed on display. Some really impressive combinations. Uppercut central. Even landed a five-piece combo in what I believe was the third round. You know, following the fight with Rumble Johnson, which went down in Stockholm, you could only assume that there was a lot of pressure on Alexander to get a win in front of his hometown crowd. And boy, did he do that. Scored the walk-off KO in the fifth. Cemented his number one ranking in the light heavyweight division. And then proceeded to pr- propose to his longtime girlfriend that he just had a baby with. Did that inside the cage. Capped off a great night of fights. As I said, Volkan getting the fight with Jimmy. We'll talk about that in depth with, with Jimmy here in just a moment. Other news. There was a lot of stuff, which you can find at bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. Lots of stuff going on this week, but I'm just going to give you guys some of the highlights from this week. GSP says he'll go back into retirement if he loses his comeback fight. Can't say I blame him. You take that much time off if he comes back and he's unsuccessful. I'd want to retire too. What fight will he get? That is uh, yet to be determined. We all know how this thing is playing out with Michael Bisping. Personally, you've heard me say it several times. I'd like to see GSP come back at welterweight. But, again, yet to be determined. One of the scariest individuals in the heavyweight division, guy who's on a tear, Francis Saganu, appears will be fighting JDS. And it looks like they're potentially going to have a showdown for one of the cards in August. So we'll be on the lookout for that one being cemented. Be a great fight for the heavyweight division. And another step towards the title for Francis Ngannou. Speaking of heavyweights, big country, Roy Nelson. Longtime staple of the UFC heavyweight division. Has now cut ties with the promotion. Signs a multi-fight deal with with Bellator. 
and the exodus of fighters from the UFC over to Bellator continues. As I said, multi-fight, multi-year deal based on reports. Not sure who who they're going to have him make his debut against. Seems like Czech Congo would make a lot of sense. Although Roy already holds a win over Czech, if I'm not mistaken. But nonetheless, a couple of the biggest names in the Bellator roster at heavyweight, so fight would make a lot of sense. Keeping up with the Angela Magana Chris Cyborg incident, several fighters have come out giving their opinion, the majority of which have shown support for Cyborg. A lot of guys and gals saying that Angela trying to be a cyber bully got what she deserved, and you can't go around running your mouth if you don't expect any consequences. Can't remember exactly who said that, but nonetheless, bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. You can read up on all of that and much more. Former guest of the show, hopefully you have her on in the future, Kat Zingano says she is a possibility for a fight with Cyborg. Says she's in discussions for potentially making that fight. As we all know, Jermaine Durandamy has refused to fight Chris Cyborg. Said she doesn't even care if the UFC strips the title. Also said that she intends to go back to 135. Considering that the UFC more or less made this division for Chris Cyborg, it's a real shame to think that she doesn't have a, a, a fight yet in that division. As we all know, Megan Anderson had agreed to fight her. But from what I saw today, it looks like Megan already has a fight booked for Invicta 24, 42. I could be being dyslexic on that one. But sadly, that fight's not going to happen. Katzengano would be a good fight. But... If I'm not mistaken, I don't believe she's ever competed at 145 pounds. So stay tuned to bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. We'll keep you guys up to date on all that as it unfolds. Hopefully Cyborg gets a fight soon. A bodybuilder named Matthew Cater interjected into the Dillashaw Garbrandt beef TJ had put out a Twitter poll asking the fans if they'd like to see Mighty Mouse fight him or fight Ray Borg. Overwhelmingly, that poll had shown the fans that were involved would have preferred to see TJ fight Mighty Mouse. Garbrandt said something along the lines of, uh, I know you're desperate for a fight. You need the money to finish your house. Then this bodybuilder guy, Matthew Cater, Matthew Klein Cater, if I'm not mistaken, started talking trash to to Cody. And now this bodybuilder wants to fight Cody. Since then, Team Alpha Male has had a field day roasting this guy on the internet. This guy says he's booked a flight. Strange stuff 
indeed, my friends. And again, you can read up on all this and much more at bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. Hot topics, all the pressing issues, like I said, viral videos, all the coverage you'd want from this wonderful sport of mixed martial arts, bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. That's the place to get it. So as I said, tons of news I didn't get. Go to the site now. Read up on all of it. Stay up to date. We've got a great guest. As I said, Jimmy Manoa. Can't say enough about the guy. Did a Q&A over the weekend in Sweden with Stefan Struve. And might I add, both those guys had some pretty awesome shades on. I found that pretty funny. (laughs) They both come out looking like uh, Blues Brothers. But super cool guy, as I mentioned. Knockout artist, if you've ever seen one. My goodness, does he throw a hell of a left hook. I mean, all of his punches are devastating, and strikes rather are devastating, but that left hook is Tyson-esque, to say the least. Had a great conversation with him. I'm sure you guys will enjoy it. We're going to get into that right now. As I said before, streamlined episode, one guest, but nonetheless, a quality guest at that. So we'll jump into things right now. Then I'll round off the show. And guess what? You guys got your MMA fix, all your listening pleasure, and we didn't even have to take up two hours of your time. Although I would have rather taken up two hours of your time, but unfortunately had a guest fall through. BJPenn.com. BJPenn.com Radio. I'm your host, Kinch. Jump right into things with the poster boy himself, Jimmy Manoa. Enjoy. All right, Penn Nation, we are now joined by number three ranked light heavyweight, arguably one of the uh, heaviest hitters in the UFC. Of course, I'm talking about none other than the poster boy himself, Jimmy Manoa. Jimmy, what's going on, man? Oh, good, Baba. Thanks for having me again, man. Uh, as I said, always a pleasure to speak with you. Thanks for taking the time to speak with us. Um, are you home in England right now, or are you back at the gym in Sweden? Yeah, I just got back to to London uh, from Sweden. I was, I, was, I, was in, I was a guest fighter on the, on the Stockholm card, so I was there all week in Sweden last week and uh, enjoying the good weather, enjoying the good fights, enjoying the people, enjoying Stockholm. Yeah, I saw you did the Q&A. It was a very good Q&A. Um, how did you enjoy that? Did you enjoy speaking with the fans? Yeah, 100%. Um, it's good interactive. It felt natural to me, you know, just uh, answering the questions and seeing uh, seeing what the fans wanted to know and, uh, you know, just sharing my thoughts with them. So we've had a big announcement as of today. You'll be fighting Volkan Ozdemir at UFC 214 in Anaheim. Give us your thoughts on that matchup. Um, yeah, it's a great fight. You know, he's uh, he's seen he's, he's come straight in and knocked out to no, he beat OSP on a decision or decision, and um, 
he just knocked out Misha Serkinov. So there was a lot of talk of me fighting Misha Serkinov. Before, but he just come and took his spot. And, uh, you know, I'd be happy to welcome him into the, into the, um, the upper levels of the UFC. As you said there, he went out He went out and starched Misha Serkinov over the weekend, taking him only uh, 28 seconds. You were cage side. Uh-huh. What did you think of his performance? Um, you know, it, it was... Um, I saw some things that... Uh, that uh, I don't know. It, it, it was a good performance. It was a, quick, it was a quick finish, so you can't really take too much from 30 seconds worth of work. And that I'm all the third go back to his fight of Oracy and stuff. So, um, you know, he looked good. He got the win. He got, he got a quick win. And uh, that, that, uh, that's good for him. Now, he proceeded to request a fight with you following the win. What was your initial reaction to that? And are you happy to get a game opponent that is ranked in the top five? It is what it is, man. If, uh, if, um, if, if, if Vulcan Ozdemir has to get it, for me to get my title shot, then so be it. That's the way I'm looking at it. Uh, it doesn't matter who's in front of me; they're getting, they're getting, uh, they're getting blown away. Now, some people have been critical of how quickly he's climbed the rankings, and you know, some would say he has yet to face the elite of 205, like you just mentioned there. Safe to say, you agree? You know, should he have jumped from unknown to number five following a win over OSP? Um, well, he's done. He's done two top ten opponents, so you know he's. It's not like he was fight. He's had two great fights and two good wins over good opponents in the top ten. Whereas when I came in, I, I fought like someone in the top twenty, then another person in the top fifteen, and it was kind of a, it was kind of a slower start. He's had the fast start in the year, so he's gone straight into to fight two top ten guys and beat them. So. You know, it is what it is. That's why it's number five. So, that's it. Now, last time we spoke, you had mentioned that the UFC wanted to put you on this card in case Jones or DC needed a replacement. Uh, but it had originally sounded like the opponent was already in the works at that time. Was the original plan to fight Shogun, or did you already know that you'd be taking on the winner of Misha and Volkan? No, there was talk of Misha, but um, then, then he ended up fighting uh, Ozdemir. So, but there wasn't an opponent. No, there was, there was just talk. Shogun oh. didn't want to fight. Okay. Considering that uh, you know Volkan is, is still very new to the UFC and and it's likely you know not a well-known guy to the fans, was there any hesitation to take this fight? You know, do you feel like it's uh, a little bit risky given that he's only had two fights with the company? It is what it is, but I'm I'm um, I'm confident that he will not beat me. I'm confident, so it is. It does seem risky, but right now, he won't beat me. So, you know, he, 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 he's number five. It's not like he's a top 15 guy. He's ranked number five, so he's in the top five, you know. So, uh, he's in front of him. The Shogun's not ready. Shogun doesn't want to fight. He's number four. I'm number three. Gunstrap's one. And then the champion and, and uh, what's his name? And those are fighting, so it does make sense in a way. Number five. Yeah, without a doubt, it seems like the only fight that makes sense at this point. Um, has the UFC made any promises about about this fight being a title eliminator? Will a win here guarantee you a shot at the winner of DC and Jones? 
Right now, nothing's guaranteed because uh, it depends on how things can play out. But I believe <clears throat> I will be getting a title shot after this fight. Okay. The only other fight that would make sense for the next crack at the light heavyweight crown would be your close friend and teammate, Alexander Gustafsson. Uh, would you be willing to step aside and let him rematch DC or Jones if that's what the company decides to do? 100%, 100%. I'm, I'm Gus is a close friend of mine. We train together. We happen to be two of the best light heavyweights in the world. And, um, you know, I'd be happy, I'd be happy for him to get the, to get the fight. Now, no problem. Rank- Rankings and seniority aside, you know, with the company, uh, Volkan has shown good power and willingness to keep the fight standing. I'd imagine you're pretty happy to take on a guy that that is uh, should be down to stand up and trade. Let's see. Maybe I'll take him down and smash him up on the floor. <clears throat> okay. Um, in regards to uh, Alexander, though, you know, this kind of puts you puts you both. Volkan, in... Volkan. Go ahead. Volkan. All right. Well, without without a doubt, my friend, your uh, your power has been shown time and time again. Very dangerous yeah. fight for anybody in the division. Um, but but yeah. to, to stay along with Alex, this puts you guys both in a sticky situation. I know you guys have no interest in fighting each other again. But have you guys at all discussed how to handle this scenario for yourself or? Alexander becoming the champion, you know, what would make the most sense to you guys, in, in your opinion, if one of you is to uh, to get the title? Well, not bothered. Well, not bothered. We'll, we'll come to that bridge when it, when it comes, you know. We'll deal with it. We're brothers and we'll deal with it. Okay. You know, if, if, if he gets the title, I'll fight David Hay. Absolutely. If I, I, get, the, if I get the title, he, 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 he fights John Jones or, or whatever. Everyone's still got big fights. No one's worried about who gets the title first. We're just working on making each other better and, and uh, you know, providing for our families and, and all of that. There's no there's no competitiveness or nothing. We're, the only competitiveness we've got is, is sparring and helping each other and wrestling and, and grappling and, and, and strength and conditioning, stuff like that. We're competitive in that. We, we, we help each other to, to get to where we want to go. Okay. Um, you mentioned David Hay there. That's something I wanted to get to in a moment. But um, Alexander had a masterful performance over the weekend against Glover Teixeira. Amazing combinations, blazing speed, uppercuts finding the mark repeatedly. Give us your thoughts on his opponent. Give us your thoughts on his, his performance. And, uh, you know, would you agree that that was the best he's ever looked in the octagon? Listen, we got we train that that. I deal with I, what you lot saw on the weekend. That's what I deal with day in, day out. Alex is the best in the world. I'm the best in the world, you know. So that that came as no surprise to me. I had full confidence in him. He was going to do. He, he was going to do it. The guy's so skillful and so so, so strong and athletic that uh, you know it didn't come as a surprise to me. Alex is a, Alex is a beast, and I'm. Glad to have him, and I'm glad you lot saw that. Yeah, as I mentioned, masterful, masterful performance. Uh, that being said, though, you know, he's got a lot going on. Just had a baby proposed in the octagon, so obviously he's getting married. Will he be in your training uh, camp for this fight? Um, yeah, yeah, but I believe, I believe he's going to help me. Okay. 
Now, uh, I've literally got to help me, but there's much more. I've got Ilya Latifi there for my wrestling. I've got uh, Andre Stoica going to be coming over. There's talk of there's talk of Saki coming over and everything. So I've got I've got more than enough great training partners to to, um, to help me. I've got training partners over here in, in London and everything. So you know. Interesting. One of the uh, best additions to the roster as as of recently was, as you mentioned, Gokan Saki. Uh, you said he has a potential of joining your team. What do you think of his addition to the roster? And uh, I'd imagine you'd be very happy to train with him. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, you know, we used to talk. We used to talk uh, about a couple of years ago on on the thing when I was just seeing fight. And stuff we used to message each other on on things, and we've got to train one day. We have to train one day, and okay, we got connections in Dubai, and that which which he's over there now. And so there's always been talk of of, of us training together. How do you think he's so, going to uh, do? How do you think he's going to do in the UFC? I mean, clearly his striking is going to be unrivaled, but you know that would only yeah. lend itself to guys immediately shooting Listen, for the takedown on him. Well, I see it. The way I see it. If you're a smart, open-minded fighter, natural fighter, which he is, then he should have no problems. All he's got to do is open his mind into the wrestling and submission part of things. And uh, I don't know how good his submission game is, but wrestling's just got to take. Uh, he's got. He's, he's just got to. Uh, he's just got to work on his takedown defense, really. And that, and, and a few submission, uh, su- submissions, and stuff. And as as a natural fighter, he should he should do just fine. Yeah, without a doubt, that kind of talent level, he should be able to adapt to this game uh, pretty easily. But changing gears yeah. here for a minute, you know, the champ DC has been talking a lot of trash ever since you called him out. We spoke about some of right. it the last time we had you on the show, but this week he's called you a cheerleader for Alexander Gustafsson and said that he would sleep you. You responded by calling him a double cheeseburger and telling him to focus on John Jones. I think it's safe to assume that you and DC really don't like each other. You know what? He he keeps starting it. I don't know why. I was just minding my own business. And he's just like, the way he comes across to me is just like that big, fat school bully. Who ever he used to bully everyone back in back in, back in school because he's bigger than everyone and stuff like that. But come on, we're grown men and we are. I'm a grown man and I don't I don't suffer or tolerate any sort of any sort of bullying or anything like that. I, I'm from South London. We don't suffer any of that, you know. So um, I, I, I just I just retaliate when. Um, and he knows this as well. He knew he knew this when we were face to face backstage in UFC 208 where he fought Rumble. Uh, 208, I believe. 208. Yeah, he knew that. I went. I went when he started all of that shit. He knew that. I don't tolerate any of this, but I think he's he's just because no one likes him as a champion. He hasn't got many fans. He's just trying to sell himself as the bad guy to. To uh, to create pay-per-view money for himself, he's trying to make himself look interesting. 
and that when he, no one likes him. He, he, his voice gets on my nerves. He's just like he's just like a big school bully. Now that being yeah. that being said, would you prefer that DC retains the title and you get to fight for him for the belt, or can we at least assume that regardless of how the title picture plays out, you two need to settle this in the cage at some point? I'm not, you know, I'm not interested in in fighting a particular person. The belt is what, I, what I'm going after. You know, if DC loses, I won't even be interested in fighting him. I'd want to fight John Jones, who has the belt. You know. Okay. Now, I'd imagine you saw the drama between DC and Jones at the summer kickoff press conference. What did you think yeah. of all that? I mean, is it at all possible that these guys might let emotion play too big of a role in the rematch? Or is this just, you know, good business and good promotion? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's... Um, I, don't, I don't know whether it's genuine or not, but it just seems that... You know they're they're trying to sell the fight, but then again, then again it could be it could be natural as well. Like you see, going up on Jones about what he did and this, that, and the other. Okay, he's done some things wrong, and that the uh, the drugs. I don't. There's no no way I, I the steroids and stuff from that. Yeah, I'm talking about. There's no way I agree with that because that's cheating. And that if you did do that, then that, that's one thing I don't agree with. But, um, the other thing he did, what DC so on, on to him about, to me, everyone makes mistakes, you know, and, uh, okay, you shouldn't have done it, but, this, but at the end of the day, this, is, this isn't a morality contest or, a uh, you know a personality contest, you know. This is this is about fighting. It's about who's, who's the who's, who's the best fighter. So, with that said, I'm not defending John Jones, but you know he is the he is the best fighter. He beat he's beat DC and he is the best of all time. So, you know, but John Jones is put, I mean, comment uh, about the morality of, of things and stuff like that. And, you know, to me, everyone does things wrong. Yeah, and you got to give people second chances, so I, I would definitely agree with you there. Um, listen, you've been more than generous with your time, as always. Just a few more questions for you. Uh, changing gears here a bit. Dan Hardy said that your knockout of Corey Anderson was the scariest thing he had ever seen and went on to say that you know he would pick you to knock out David Hay in a boxing match regardless of the size of the gloves. Now that Rumble Johnson, yeah. has, now that Rumble Johnson has left the game, uh, do you think there should be any debate over you being the most devastating striker in the division or the entire roster, for that matter? Um, I don't know, man. All I know, all I know is that I've got that one shot, one kill thing going on, and uh, I know myself. I know myself. I don't compare myself to anyone else, or. Uh, Listen, I always said it, me and Rumble Johnson were the two toughest, the three hardest hitters in the light heavyweight division. And now he's gone. It's just me left. Yeah, without a doubt. Now, speaking of David Hay, 
Last time we spoke, you had mentioned that David was on board for the fight, and even UFC president Dana White showed some interest in the fight. Is that still on the agenda for you? Are you still targeting December? 100%. 100%. It's looking, I don't know, the haze not we're going to be ready till like December or January or early, early next year to fight, but we still, um, we're still trying to make the fight happen and everything. We've just got to see what everything plays out over the next few months with, uh, with the UFC. So, but the hay thing, the hay things, the hay thing's still in the works, hundred percent. Okay. Now, does you potentially getting the title would that change anything for you uh, with this fight? I mean, is it uh, guaranteed whether you win the title, don't get the title shot? I mean, is this is this definitely going to happen in your opinion? That's definitely going to happen. Okay. Definitely going to happen. Uh, I just, I just gotta, I just gotta stick to the script. Knock out Osmer, knock out Cormier or Jones. Okay. Knock out David and then and then we'll see what's up after that. Well, it seems you've already got a hit list going, so. That's my hit list. That's my hit list. I've got three people on my hit list right now. Now getting Balkan back. Osmer, Osmer, the winner of David Hay and I mean uh, of Daniel Cormier and John Jones and David Hay. Now, getting back to the fight with Volkan, unless another title fight is booked for that card, are you expecting to be the co-main event? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, I think there's another fight. Is there another title fight on there? Not that I've seen. There might be one rumored, but uh, from what I've seen, it's, there, there's no other title fight. Who, who, who are the females on there? So I'm, I'm sure there's a couple of females on there. Big fight. Uh, I th- thought it was just Kaylin Curran. I could be wrong, though. Nah, but I think there was quite a big female fight on. I'm not sure. But I'm not sure where we are. On the I, know, I know it's got to be the main card, though. It definitely would have been the main card. But um, Kermit event could be interesting. Yeah, I don't mind. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. in conclusion, I mean, give us your official prediction for the fight against Volkan. How do you visualize this win unfolding for you? <laughs> uh, I don't think I've got an answer that. All right, fair but enough. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the round. It'll probably be round two. Okay. I'll soften him up, I'll soften him up in the first and then, and, then, and then take him out in the second. All right, and if you could say anything to Volkan as of right now, you know, with this fight just being announced, what would it be? Um, I'll see you July 29th. All right, man. Listen, greatly appreciate the time. Definitely looking forward to the fight. Definitely looking forward to uh, the potential title shot for you in the near future, as well as the fight with David Hay. Uh, any shout-outs you'd like to get in before we let you go? Um, nothing. Just shout-out shout to my family and all the fans for their support. Uh, I love you all. And um, tune in to July 29th, UFC 214. And uh, witness another lick. All right. <laughs> All right, man. Again, greatly appreciated. Definitely looking forward to the fight. 
and uh, all the best of luck in the future. Hopefully we can catch up again soon. Um, kick ass on uh, July 29th, my friend. Cheers, brother. Thank you. See you there. All righty. All right, Penn Nation, there you have it. The poster boy, Jimmy Manoa. Pretty late when I interviewed him. I want to say it was after 10 p.m. in London. Sounded pretty uh, pretty tired, to say the least. But nonetheless, great conversation. The guy is not much for trash talk. Not much for hype in the fight. Let's his fighting speak for itself. And as you've seen time and time again, goes out there, looks to take off heads, and put on a great show for the fans. And I expect nothing less in this fight with Volkan July 29th at UFC 214 in Anaheim. So, that's it for tonight. Wish we didn't have a guest fall through. But, as I said in the beginning of the show, such is life when you're trying to put together a podcast that airs live. So next week, be on the lookout for another great show, more great guests each and every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Make sure you guys show us some love on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google plus follow bjpen.com. Make sure you guys stay tuned for all the news you need to know in this incredible sport of mixed martial arts, bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. We've got you covered guys on behalf of the whole team. And big shout out to Scotty for setting up this interview with uh, Jimmy on behalf of the whole team. I'm Kinch. Been another great episode. Looking forward to the next one. Make sure you guys tune in next Wednesday. 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. BJPenn.com Radio. We are the fighter's voice and the voice of the fans. Much love. Mahalo. And we'll catch you guys next week. Peace out.
Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth, you will certainly send any text about your supervisor to your supervisor. What's with Janet's bangs? 
did she lose a bet with a weed whacker? <laughs> LOL. And sent. Wait, no, 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 no. Truth. It's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at Geico.com. Janet, I think my phone was hacked or something. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think, if she could. Sadly, she has no brain. However, when an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life.